going to read one verse, one verse out of Proverbs 28 and verse 21. Proverbs 28 and verse 21. To be honest with you, I thought this would be the message that I preached this morning. And uh, when I got up this morning, the Lord had other thoughts and had other ideas. I really thought I'd be preaching this this morning. Uh, but I believe this is what God have us preach tonight. Proverbs 28, look with me in verse 21. The Bible said, to have respect of persons is not good. For for a piece of bread, that man will transgress. You can be seated tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to you again. We uh, thank you for, uh, Lord, first of all, for salvation, for going to Calvary. We thank you for saving us. We were unfit then, and Lord, it's only because of you that we've been made a fit subject to go to heaven. And I pray that we'd serve you with the best of our ability. And Lord, we ask tonight, if there's one here that's lost, that they'd come to be saved. I pray they'd be encouraged in salvation to move and trust you. And Lord, that you'd help the one that has a need. There's some folk here tonight that... I might need to make some decisions, might need some direction in their life. I pray that, uh, Lord, through the preaching hour, that you would help them. Maybe somebody needs to come and draw close, you know, their need. I ask now, Lord, that you'd touch us and anoint us afresh. Would you please help us while we preach? We certainly need you. Now, Lord, when we leave out of here, we'll not only leave different, but we'll leave better than what we come in. Lord, I, again, I ask you for help and anoint us afresh. Save that soon sneer's tale for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, Solomon, as he is uh, writing uh, the Proverbs here, we, we fall in and this one verse that I read uh, really falls in between two verses about being rich. But we looked at that this morning uh, out of the book of Luke chapter 12. But in the middle of this thing where he talks about that he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. And then in verse 22, he that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. Right in the middle of those two verses, he puts to have respect of persons is not good. Uh, what does that mean to uh, have respect of uh, persons? What, what does that mean? Uh, exactly mean and that, that means that uh, you're partial uh, and that to somebody uh, you're partial in that for uh, who they are now let me say tonight that uh, for me to be partial to my wife is good she's my wife uh, you all are partial to your children you uh, do have respect in them of that thought and of that avenue if I could say that uh, but what he's talking about here is that you're partial to somebody uh, and that for a, uh, for a wrong reason, if I could say that. Uh, let, let me put it to you like this. Uh, I use this young man right down here. I use Zachary right here. Uh, just because I like him and he's my friend and I'm his, I ought to be willing to preach the truth to him. And let me say this tonight, that because I'm his pastor, if he's seen me do something wrong, I, uh, he ought to be able to come to me and tell me, hey preacher, you done something wrong right here. Uh, it should not matter about those things. Uh, uh, and so I believe that's what he's trying to teach us right here because he says, uh, if you have respect to persons, he said it's not good. 
And then he went on to say this, for a piece of bread, uh, that man will transgress for just a little gift, uh, and that from that person, uh, uh, that fellow would transgress and sin. Uh, let me say this, it really don't matter who somebody is tonight. Now I'm thankful, and I got to think about this while I was studying, uh, I'm thankful for the men and women who have fought for this country. I thank God uh, for the GIs that have fought for us, uh, and I do have respect for them, uh, but friend, I'm not going to do something wrong uh, because they ask me to and because of how uh, I feel about them. Are you catching on tonight? I hope that you're my friend tonight, uh, but you being my friend should not uh, matter in whether or not I tell you the truth or not. Uh, whether I'm going to be afraid that I'm going to hurt your feelings uh, uh, or any of those things. Uh, can I say tonight that God has no respect of persons? Quickly in salvation, uh, God will save whosoever will. Uh, it does not matter. He'll save anybody uh, that will come to Him. We studied that in Sunday school with these young people uh, this morning. Uh, uh, that, that God, I, we were just looking over the plain avenue and that of salvation. I have that if a man, woman, boy, or girl, I will come to him wanting to get saved, needing to get saved, and they ask him, he will save them. It is that simple. Salvation is very simple. You've got to realize you're lost, but he will come, if you'll come to him, he'll save you. So if there is no respect of persons. It does not matter how good you are or how bad you are. You need to be saved tonight. Amen. Uh, the Bible said in Romans 3, said there's none uh, uh, that doeth good. There's none that seeketh after God. Uh, uh, there's none righteous, uh, uh, no, not one. Uh, and so tonight, you need to get saved if you're unsaved. Uh, can I say in judgment uh, uh, that God does not uh, have respect to persons? What do you mean? Uh, uh, Colossians 3 said, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. If you do right, you'll receive the reward. God will honor you for that thing. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, for there is no respect of persons. No matter who we are, no matter what our ministry has been, no matter where we're at, uh, in, in the body of Christ, uh, uh, friend, if we're worthy to be rewarded, uh, He'll reward us. If we're worthy of judgment, then He's going to judge us. And that's the bottom line. And that's how God sees it. Let me tell you something else tonight. I do think God sees me different than He sees the world out here. Because I'm His and they're not. Let me say tonight, and I don't like to uh, compare the way God works sometimes, but even Paul does when he talks about chastening in the book of Hebrews 12. Uh, he compares our fathers and that how God chastens us. Uh, but tonight, do you not look at your children different than you look at anybody else's? Why? They're yours. They're your children. Uh, you correct your children. You uh, fight for your children. You take care of your... I know you'll take care of other people's children, but you're most definitely going to take care of yours. I'm glad God takes care of us tonight. Let me say that whether somebody is rich or poor should not matter. Do you know that we ought to treat people the same? I don't care whether they've got a pocket full of money uh, or they have nothing at all. The Bible said in Leviticus 19, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. 
Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. He said whether they're rich or poor, you treat them the same. If you're going to judge, he, that's it. Take your Bible and go to the book of James uh, chapter 2. I'm going to get started here in a minute and you stay with me. James chapter 2. Go over there and look at this with me and then we'll get started. I'm just trying to get some things laid out here. James chapter 2. And uh, we'll begin to read in verse 1. Uh, James 2 and verse 1. Uh, he said, My brethren, have not the faith. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Set thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here uh, under my footstool. So they have had a respect of persons, have they not? They have respected in that the one of the rich, and disrespected the one in that of the poor. Verse 4. He said, Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he had promised to them that love him? But you do, but you have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name by the which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. He said so. He said, look, he said, if, you, if a rich man comes in wearing good clothes, I, I, he says, you come up here and sit in the front. You put the poor man in the back or make him sit under your feet I, I, and you show respect to that rich man. He said, you're sinning and that against God. And so we're not to have respect of persons. Not in our life. Uh, what I want to look at tonight is we tried to get that laid out there. Back to the text verse where he said to have respect of persons is not good. Uh, James said that it is a sin, it is a transgression. Uh, I want to preach tonight having a thought on compromising uh, for the crowd. Compromising for the crowd. Now the word compromise that there's some big words in here. It says amicable agreement between parties in controversy to settle their differences by mutual concessions. I had to sit down and think about what that meant. I had to get a dictionary just to tell me what the dictionary meant. Big words, them $10 words. That amicable agreement means they, they come to a place where they could agree on some things uh, uh, that they had been uh, uh, at war against or at odds against uh, uh, when it talks about that controversy to settle their differences by mutual agreement. In other words, they just come to an agreement on some things to get along. If you look in Oxford's dictionary of today's words, uh, the, the, the word compromise simply means to accept standards that are lesser, uh, uh, that are lower than desirable. Now, let me say this real quick. That compromise is not always a bad thing. What do you mean? Uh, it's give and take in a marriage. If you don't think so, then you're either single 
or you're about to be single. Amen. It's give and take uh, uh, in a marriage. That's just how it is. And sometimes you've got to compromise uh, uh, on some things. Do you know how many members of Congress we have? Anybody know? 535. We have 535 members of Congress. You're going to tell me that they're getting laws made. Now stay with me and I'm going to deal with something. You're, you're going to tell me that over the years that, that they have made laws. You get 535 people up there, you're going to have to compromise and get some things done. Now you want to know what's wrong today? They're wanting us to compromise our morality and our doctrine out of that book right there. Now that's where we're at today. And that's the reason you can't compromise. That's the reason you can't give in. I understand that. They want us to give up what is spiritually and morally correct and morally right. But compromising for the crowd. That would be to have respect for the crowd and to the crowd. <clears throat> Number one, a pastors in churches have compromised for the crowd. I understand, I really do understand that, that not everywhere there is a crowd that, that men have compromised. I understand that. But that is few and far between. Uh, a lot of folk have compromised to uh, get folk to come to church. They gave up on Bible doctrine. You know, how to, you know how we're supposed to grow a church? You know how a church is supposed to grow? Uh, you're to go out, I'm to go out, and we're to win souls. Uh, I get them to come in uh, uh, and disciple them. Uh, they go out and win others. Uh, uh, and we grow as a church. That's how you do it. Amen. I'm glad you're here tonight. I know, I, 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 and however you got here, I'm glad you're here. But a lot of men and a lot of churches have compromised over the years uh, to get the crowd and to keep the crowd. Uh, I know we're not knocking the walls down. I understand that. I see that. But friend, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that call themselves Christian tonight that is not interested in Bible doctrine and Bible preaching. Now that's the bottom line. I mean, they'll come in, uh, uh, listen, and they'll hang out. I'm going to tell you, we would have built three churches by now if everybody that's come through in the last 22 years uh, had stayed. Uh, we would have built tw about three churches by now. But we, and, and I understand, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I get that. I understand that. Uh, and I'm talking about Bible believers and I understand all those things but what's happening today uh, uh, is churches and men uh, uh, are changing and compromising uh, uh, to get folk and to keep folk now I'm not interested in changing the Bible said meddle not with him uh, that is given to change uh, they want to change music and change singing I'm not interested in that uh, I'm not. You can go to the book of Colossians uh, chapter 3 and uh, what does he say over there about singing and uh, making melody in your heart uh, unto the Lord. Let's see if I can find that. In Colossians chapter 3, uh, he said, uh, yeah, Philippians, Colossians, trying to get them all together here. Uh, Colossians 3 and verse 16, uh, what did he say? He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom 
So we start with the Bible. We start with the Word of God. He says, let it dwell in you richly in all wisdom. It is, hey, listen, it is profit. It is beneficial. It's the riches of the grace of God to have the Word of God in you. He said, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I like them. I like them. Uh, can, as, as I preach this, well, let me get on with it. I'm not interested in changing our music. I'm not interested in making it sound like the world. Listen, I, what the world needs is something different uh, than what they have now. I'm not going to try to attract them uh, by what they got. I, I'm going to try to attract them by what they need. Amen. And that's the word of God. Good singing, good music, good spiritual music. I'm not interested in changing my Bible preaching. Preacher, if you just let up just a little bit, if we could just loosen up, hey, I think we need to tighten up just a little bit. I think we need to tighten up. Well, if you just change your Bible, and I believe that Bible, preach that Bible so much, and just hang around and just tell people how good they are, and they'll do a good job, Jesus will say, hey, he ain't going to accept you just because you think you're good. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to accept you out of nothing but the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way he's going to accept me uh, is by his blood tonight. Amen. I was just a preacher the other day and he was preaching and he was talking about hyper-dispensationalism and all those things. But uh, He said, you know what? We can make application uh, uh, out of the book of Exodus 12 over there uh, when he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Hey, that's the same for us today. Amen. Thank God for that. I'm not interested in changing my Bible. I'm not interested in giving up a King James Bible. I'm not interested in changing my Bible doctrine, uh, how man, woman, boy, girl gets saved. Uh, uh, Listen, you know, Calvinism is running so rampant today. I mean that God chooses some to get saved and those that He don't choose uh, are, are not saved and can't get saved. It's a funny thing when you talk to people about Calvinism, they're always the ones that's been chosen. I ain't found anybody yet that ain't chosen. You know why? Because we're all chosen in Christ, and whosoever will can come and get saved. Amen. Why am I not interested in changing? Why do I not care about the crowd? I'm just going to be honest with you tonight. I take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17. While you're going there and we're going there, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let you see this. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, He said, prove all things, uh, hold fast that which is good. Uh, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, you find David fixing to go fight Goliath. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, look in verse 39. 1 Samuel 17 verse 39, uh, he, he's already got before King Saul. I told him the story about uh, 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 killing the bear and the lion. Uh, and, and King Saul says, here's my armor. Put this armor on David and you can take it uh, and, and go and fight. Look in verse 38. And Saul armed David with his armor and he put a helmet of brass upon his head and he armed him with a coat of mail. 
And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Why David do that? He hadn't proved that armor. He hadn't proved that sword. But he knew what that staff could do. And he knew what that sling could do. And he knew what them little old stones that he put in that shepherd's bag over there could do. He had proved them. For I'm telling you, everything that I told you I wasn't giving up on, I proved it. I know that these songs work. I know they work. I know God will come by in the middle of them. I've seen Him move when we get to singing them. I watched him do it. I felt him do it. I felt him in my own life when we get to singing these things. Well, we get to, we get to sing page 162 out of the red back book, I, living by faith. I, and boy, you're, I mean, you're down. I mean, you're down. I, I, and boy, you come in here and we begin to sing 162. I care not today what the morrow may bring, whether sunshine, I'm telling you, it don't matter. Hey, I, I, because of the faith I have in him, I'll make it through. Amen. I've tried that. I've proved that. I know it works. I know it works. You know why I ain't giving up this book? I know it works. You know why I still like old time preaching? I know it works. You know why, hey, you know why I want to spend time? I, I, I don't always feel like it. I, I probably don't do it like, oh, I know I don't. I, it's not probably. I don't do it like I should. But I know that, oh, I know that praying uh, and getting in your prayer closet works, friends. I know it works. Why? I've proved it. I've proved it. You know why I preach the gospel? Because I've proved it. We just seen that thing work just, just a few weeks ago. What was it? A couple months ago. We seen that on Father's Day. It's a preaching a very simple message on the gospel. On what does it mean to be saved? The young lady comes and gets saved. Only God can do that. I can't do that. But God does those things. I'm not interested in changing. I'm not looking for something new. Acts 17, Paul is in Athens around Mars Hill. And the Bible said, For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. I'm not interested in a new thing. I'm not interested in compromising to get the crowd. I'm not interested in compromising to keep the crowd. I was talking to a dear preacher friend of mine here a while back and, and another preacher come up in conversation. I really don't know this other preacher. He talked like he did, but I know who he is, but I don't know him. I, I might, might have met him one, maybe. I, I don't know. It would have been impassioned if I did. But he's got a big church now. He, he's an independent Baptist preacher. i got a big church. There's nothing wrong with a big church. If it grows, that's great. If God blesses, that's wonderful. But he said the problem that he has, he said, listen, he used to preach like me and you. If it moved, he'd shoot at it. And if it wiggled again, he'd shoot at it again. Amen. He said, but he's got his church so big now, but he can't shoot at it. And that happens for fear of losing people, for fear of making somebody mad, for having respect to people to not tell them the truth. What would you rather I do, tell you the truth? Now, I ain't talking about being mean to you. I'm not talking about being telling you the truth to be mean to you. I'm talking about telling you the truth to keep you out of trouble. 
Would you not want your preacher to do that? Would you not want an evangelist to get up here and do that? Would you just not want me to tell you the truth? No matter what the truth is, would you just not want me to tell you the truth? I have no doubt that you mom and dads in here tonight want me to tell your children the truth. So why would you not want me to tell you the truth? A lot of pastors, they give up. They compromise with the crowd. They have respect of persons for that piece of bread. To, to, to keep uh, their job, they let up. They let off. They change. Uh, to keep their check, to keep their position. It's one thing for me to be long-suffering. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm just, listen. I want you to like me. I do. I'll be honest with you. I like it when people like me. Don't you? Don't you want people to like you? I don't want people to hate me. But I'm not so ignorant as to think and, and, and to, to realize that everybody's going to like me. I don't. I, I don't believe that everybody will. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I love pastoring this church. I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sold out to it. I'm sold out to you tonight as this church. Don't misunderstand me, but if I had to compromise to pastor this church, I don't want to pastor here. I'm just being honest tonight. I don't want to be here. And to be honest with you, uh, if, if a church had to do that and a pastor had to do that, you shouldn't want to be a member of it. Amen. You shouldn't want to be here. Just move on down. There, I've seen a lot of churches over the years head that direction just to get people and to keep people. Seen men do that to keep their position. Pastors and churches compromise for the crowd. They either compromise to get it or they compromise to keep it. In other words, they give up what they believe just to agree. You ever heard that old saying, uh, we'll, uh, what is it, we'll, we'll agree to disagree? Well, that might work maybe, but most of the time it won't. We'll agree to disagree about that. No, somebody's in a disagreeable state. And they're probably going to stay in a disagreeable state. That's just the way it is. But individuals will compromise for the crowd to be part of it. Young people will do it to be part of the in crowd at school. Uh, folk may do it at work uh, uh, to get a better position at work, to get more pay. Uh, uh, they'll sell out their convictions uh, to become part of the crowd. I learned a long time ago that I was never going to be part of the crowd. I don't want to be part of the crowd. I don't want to be that way. Uh, I, church, I'm just giving you what's on my heart tonight, okay? If you don't think your preacher is different, you can ask my wife. And she knows out of everybody, anybody in here, that I am different. I've never worried about running with the crowd. I've never worried about having the prestige. I've never worried about, uh, you know, uh, whether I'm going to get to sit on the platform with some preachers. Uh, listen, I, I was over to nursing home the other day and I, uh, there, there was a lady uh, coming behind me. She's in a wheelchair uh, and, and, I, and I was just kidding her. She said, I'm going to go over to the other side and say, she don't sit over here, she won't sit over here. I don't know why, but over there was better than over here. I don't know. But she was coming around me and I was a kid and I was joshing with her. I said, I don't want you sitting behind me now. I said, I don't trust people behind me while I'm preaching. I like to see what's going on. But you know, they, sometimes they'll let you come and sit on the platform 
while the preacher's preaching, you know, you got to roll pre. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in being on the platform with a high name preacher. Say, that's all right, preacher. You'll never get there. That's good. Amen. I'm not worried about those things tonight. But listen, uh, uh, in this world, you're going to have opportunity to run with the crowd. Listen to me, young people. You're going to have that opportunity. And it's never going to turn out well. Running with the crowd will never turn out well. Uh, I mean, it looks like good times. It looks like they're having a great time. Uh, it looks like that they're getting everything that they want. But at the end of it all, I'm telling you, it's going to be bad. The crowd ain't worth it. I remember uh, years ago, I guess I was probably 18 or 19 years old. Things before me and Kelly got married. Uh, one of the boys that I had run with a little bit uh, growing up, uh, I remember uh, they said that he was running with some boys and got in a car wreck. And he got hurt pretty bad in that car wreck. And you know all them other boys made it out of that car wreck. They got out of that car. Literally got out of that car and run away. And left him in that car to die. Now that's what the crowd will do for you. When, when it gets tough, they'll bail out on you. Go look 15 over there and look at the prodigal son that wasted his substance with riotous living. Uh, uh, but yeah, when he was out, when he had spent all that he had and there arose a famine in the land, the Bible said no man gave unto him. You think he spent all that money by himself? I don't think so. I think that old boy had friends, friends, uh, uh, while he had the money but when it was all said and done uh, uh, and the going got tough uh, they were gone the crowd will never be for you if you're saved I want you to get this tonight if you're saved you cannot run with the crowd you can't you can't be like the world you can't act like the world. They'll have you doing things you shouldn't, going places you shouldn't, taking things you shouldn't, saying things you shouldn't, drinking things you shouldn't. You cannot go with the crowd. It's going to get you in trouble. You're going to have to compromise to do it. You're going to have to compromise coming to this Bible-believing church right here. You're going to have to compromise what you've been taught and what you know to be the truth to run with the crowd. You're going to have to compromise you don't need to change who you are just to run with the crowd. You say, preacher, I don't know who I am. Are you saved? If you're saved, then you belong to the Lord. That's a good place to start. I'm going to say something that you've heard me say many times over the years. Listen to me, young people. If you, let me put my glass on. If you have no convictions of your own, then you run on the convictions of your mom and dad till you get some of your own. You know what I'm telling you? Listen to what they're telling you. That's what I'm saying. My dad told me not to run with some boys when I was growing up. I'll have to take this off the radio before this goes on the radio. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I did. Now, luckily, there, there's a reason my daddy didn't want me running with them boys. You know why? Because them same boys that that left that fella in that car that was almost dead, that was one of them he was telling me not to run with. See, he had some wisdom about him, even when I didn't have some wisdom about myself. 
Individuals will compromise what they believe, what they've been taught to be the truth and know to be the truth, just to run with the in crowd. Young people will do that. Because they want to be part of something. Because they want to be part. Hey, be part of the church. Well, hey, listen, it's God's people uh, uh, that'll be true to you, uh, that'll help you when you need help, uh, that'll be there when nobody else will be there. God's people will be there. They'll show up. But older folk want to be part of the crowd too. I'm going to close here in just a second. Whether it is for prestige or whether it's to further their money or whether it's to better their position somewhere in life or at work to be part of the in crowd and sometimes they have to to give up they have to give up what they know and believe to be true I had a preacher friend call me one time he worked a secular job and we were talking about him going out and he was having to do some business with some other men uh, that wanted to drink while they went to eat. Now, you do what you want to do, but I want you to listen to him. And he, we talked about that situation. He said, I, you know, it's just the way it is. I got to go do this. And I don't know what else was going on in his life at that time, but he pastored a church. And I can tell you he's not doing that no more. Him and his wife got divorced. He's out of church. And he is as far away from God as you can get. And the last time I heard, he was hooked on drugs. I'm talking about a man who pastored an independent Baptist church, a Bible-believing church. And as a matter of fact, a long, long time ago, he stood right here. Years ago. Why? Hey, it does matter who you run with. You say, well, his job required him to do that. I believe I'd start praying. I'd start looking for another job. He said, preacher, it's not that simple. I realize it's not that simple, but I said, I believe I'd start praying. You got me? And say, Lord, either you start working this thing out. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to go down this road. I don't want to be in this type of crowd right here. Because I'm going to tell you, chances are, before you'll ever have a chance to get them pulled up, they'll pull you down. They just ain't worth it. I, I, I like being a Bible believer. I've proved what's right. I've proved what's good. Don't compromise for the crowd. To have respect to persons is not good. For a piece of bread, that man will transgress. Let's bow our heads tonight if we would.